0: I'm Troy Washington from KTVS 3 and we welcome you to Education Checkup. We look forward to sharing the positives and the challenges of our local schools. We'll talk with education leaders, teachers and community leaders, letting our community know what is happening and talking about ideas to share between schools in our community. We will have new episodes every Monday and you can find Education Checkup wherever you listen to podcasts. Let me introduce to you my co-host Dr. Philip Roseman. We have an extra special guest today.
1: We do Troy. He's one of my favorite people in all the world. Uh, guard has uh, weight, is here with us. He's a uh, One of the founders of a group that uh, we used to work together in called the Alliance for Education, has a long history of working in the community to improve education. I know that's been his passion for a long, long time. Uh, He has almost single-mindedly pushed the development of a Linwood Public Charter School for our community, which has been a great, successful charter school for our community. So we are glad to, to, to talk with you. We're going to talk a little bit about charter schools, about school choice, about Linwood uh, uh, today. and. Uh Uh, I think this will be a very, very uh, strong educational message for all of us. People don't know a lot about charter schools, and this is an opportunity, I think, for us to share it with with our audience. So I'm going to start, guard with the basics about what is a charter school. If you could try to go through that with us and tell our audience about what is a charter school. Sure,
2: and thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, a a charter school is a a school that is a, a public school, just like all of the other public schools, but it has a uh, it has a charter to operate independently of the of this of the uh, local school system, and it um, it is funded in the same way that all the local schools are funded. Uh, the the uh, The tax dollars for education follow the student, so the charter school is different in a couple of major ways. One is that it is an at-will employer and so if teachers are not successful in raising the education level of their students, the charter school does not have to keep them. We, we can find another person who will, who will take, that, take that responsibility. Um, for that reason, theoretically, we will have a better quality, a better cadre of teachers. Uh, the other is that we have more flexibility uh, with our curriculum um, and we have chosen at Linwood to use only the top top tier the top rated curriculum in every subject Uh, so it it makes a difference in what the children are taught if you have the best even if it costs more if you have the best curriculum
1: available and those top tiers are (laughs) set by the Louisiana Department they're, of Education.
2: Yes, yes, they're they're rated by the Department of Education and by,
1: by professionals in the education And business. I know it's quite a process to decide about who's on those tiers. Yes. I know that they work hard at that. Well, you know, Linwood's got a history and, and you know, how it evolved, how it came to be. If you could let sure. the people know a little bit about uh, how Linwood sure. came to be.
2: Well, I was approached at church by, uh, by some friends of mine in my church who said that some friends of theirs in Baton Rouge wanted to start a charter school in Shreveport, and would I be interested? Well, I went and talked to them in Baton Rouge, and they took me to New Orleans and showed me one of their charter schools, and I was just very impressed with what they were doing, and they gave me a book uh, called Learning on the Job by Stephen Wilson, mm-hmm. who had started a charter school company and failed, and then started another one and was very successful. He had also been uh, in in the Education Department of Massachusetts, which is a very highly rated uh, Department of Education, so he knows a lot about it. I read that book, and it was about the seven management companies that were operating charter schools at that time, this was back in 2009 that I read the book, and it was talking about the period around the turn of the century and the seven major operators of charter schools. And so I picked one out of that group that I thought fit our local area. And, and uh, uh, happily, they were willing to advance $250,000 so that we could hire people and rent space because the school was still operating and we couldn't get into the school until it was over that year so we we rented a place down the street and we began hiring teachers and 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 buying the supplies that we needed and so forth Uh, we started in 2009 it was a middle school and we had chosen that school and by the way i should say we competed to get the charter with five other companies we had to make our presentation to a group in Baton Rouge uh, in the Department of Education to get the charter and uh, uh, we were successful in getting it and uh, we began, we picked the school that was the worst of all of the schools that the state had taken away from Caddo because of successive failure over the years. We picked the worst one because number one it was worst but number two it was in Cedar Grove which is one of the highest crime and lowest income areas of Shreveport. And we felt if we could make a difference there, it would be a model that we could use and expand and and replicate. So we started there and uh, we learned very quickly that uh, the students coming to us in the sixth grade were reading at a second and third grade level. They were so far behind and we only had them for three years. So it was just almost impossible for us to catch them up before they went on to high school. So we went back to the state and we asked for um, an amendment to our charter. And they gave us the opportunity to start with the kindergarten and first grade and then add second the next year, and third the succeeding year, and then fourth and fifth. And when we got to fifth grade, we went back and added four-year-olds, pre-K. So now we have 1,100 students, pre-K all the way through eighth grade, and it's crowded. It's very crowded at, at Linwood now, uh, so recently we purchased the uh, abandoned St. Catherine's Church and School, which is just about three-quarters of a mile away from Linwood, on the other side of the interstate, and we are remodeling that now so that we can move our lower grades, pre-K, kindergarten, first and second, uh, into that and along with some of our administrative offices and give us more room on the Linwood campus at 401 West 70th Street. So uh, that's how we got started. We've been doing it for 13 years. Uh, We've made, we learned a lot. We've made a lot of changes. Um, When we started, um, I I don't mind saying, uh, we had about a half a dozen fights every day it was mostly girls fighting girls, which surprised me, um, but uh, we, uh, we adopted a, a policy of putting cameras in the classrooms and in the hallways, and suddenly uh, when parents came to school complaining about what, how their children were being treated, we could look at the, we could look at the cameras. And the, the complaints went away, uh, and so did the misbehavior. It, it made a tremendous difference in the culture of the school. Um, we are now um, thirteen years. We are uh, we have a tremendously caring cadre of teachers. We are teaching those teachers with a focus on literacy how to best how to best deliver the highest techniques and the highest uh, methods of, of teaching in the classrooms today every week our teachers all go through uh, professional development and not only the teachers everybody everybody on the staff goes through professional development because we feel that everybody is a part of the family that is teaching our children
1: and um, you know, what's important I think you know when you look at this uh, as it relates to choice is uh, Caddo parish is very much a, a choice uh, district. Caddo Parish has a lot of magnet schools. They have a lot of, you can make choices about where you send your children to school. There's a lot of private schools uh, that are available for people who can afford to and want to do that. What the charter school brings, what your charter school brings, what other charter school brings that are dealing with uh, uh, kids with low socioeconomic factors uh, is their only choice, yes, uh, because they may not be able to go to a magnet school, uh, they may not be capable of being an athletic star, they may not be able to afford a private school. Okay. Uh, and, and, and the charter school gives them the opportunity to look for that individual child who may not be doing as well as their parents want them to do as if they want to do. Uh, they can find another choice in charter school like at linwood so we really appreciate your you know work in in giving that choice or giving those options to kids Um, what um, what what do you feel is important about developing the charter school in our community why why do you think that that's uh, well
2: i think that in any in any endeavor competition Improves the quality. When you have competition, everybody's on their best game. Everybody's striving to do the best they can, and they borrow from each other about what what are the best ways. So charter schools, because of their because they have autonomy more than the traditional schools do, charter schools can set an example that are that's r- worth following. Um, the uh, Dr. Staunton Jennings, our CEO, has assembled a tremendous cadre of leaders and teachers, and we've also established a number of ways of improving the teachers' techniques, improving their education. We pay for them to become certified. We pay for their certification. Uh, we pay for uh, consultants to come in and, 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 and conduct professional development every week. We pay for coaches to come in and coach the teachers in the techniques that are that are most currently uh, in favor, uh, the best techniques for transmitting information to children. Um, we uh, have co-teachers, so that, uh, an experienced teacher will have someone, a new teacher, in the classroom with them, and they trade off and learn, and the new teacher learns from that, and it's a it, it, it's developing. It's developing a, a a community of trust and a community of cooperation and a community of collaboration within the school that is just lifting just lifting
1: everything. What have you found to be the challenges? What are the challenges that you uh, l- l- the more important challenges you faced?
2: The most important challenge, I think, right now, is that there, there's currently a tremendous shortage of teachers and teacher candidates. It is very difficult. We're growing, and we're always looking for new teachers, and it's very difficult right now to identify and, and find uh, and attract people to come into the teaching profession. That's the biggest challenge we have. The other, I think, there's a lack of understanding of charter schools. A lot of people don't understand that a charter school is a public school. It's a free school. There's no tuition. It is um, it is it is funded by the same taxes that we pay for the traditional schools. So uh, a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, and the other challenge is that, uh, frankly, in the community that we're serving, the students who come to us are are traditionally behind. They're behind their grade level. So we have a catch-up job to do constantly and uh, we're happy to do that. It's it's very important. One of the reasons I got into this was because I had a background in economic development and, and through that I learned that Shreveport's median income was the lowest of any similarly composed metro area in, in the United States. And I said, why would we have that low of a median income? And what it, when, we, when we scraped below the surface, we realized it's because half of our population was not getting the same education as the other half. And so when they went out into the workforce, they couldn't earn they couldn't earn a, 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 a sustainable living. And so we have, we have too many people in Shreveport that aren't, aren't earning up to their, up, up to their capacity. Absolutely. And, and the, way we, the way we can change that is by improving the education across the board. We have some of the best schools in the entire United States in Shreveport. Some absolutely, some of the best schools in the United States. But for every one of those, we have several schools that are totally underserving the population.
1: Yeah, this has been really informative uh, to l- to learn, and and uh, let me just ask you. You know, one of the things that uh, when we talk about school choice, and this is, uh, um, uh, I want you to uh, think about this and answer. You know there's a lot of things that we can't agree on. I mean, Democrats, Republicans can't agree on much of anything. One of the few things that seemingly Democrats and Republicans both seem to embrace is the idea of giving choice in schools. And um, charter schools are part of that. Is that, have you seen that to be the case and with
2: Absolutely, yes. We, uh, we, we, are, we are in the process now of applying for expansion. We, we expect to start another school. We expect to go to high school. We also expect to go to zero to three. Because what we've learned and, and what I think is, is becoming more general knowledge is that the brain pathways are 80 to 90 percent developed by age five. So if we don't reach out and start educating our children from birth, then we're missing out because they come to kindergarten unprepared. They're two or three years behind other students that come to, that come to uh, kindergarten in other schools. And so we have to do that for our community to lift itself and to lift our median income and our standard of life, our standard of living we have to start earlier. That's
1: what we did at Linwood, and I think we got to keep going earlier. Agreed. Listen, this has been really informative. We learned a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Your your, uh, passion comes out. Uh, Would you say that's true, Troy?
0: I agree. I mean, just hearing about the things that you guys have been able to do and the plans that you have to continue to reach and start even earlier, uh, we've recognized that during this podcast and several episodes that it is important to start early because a lot of these students they're behind the curveball before they even yes. realize that you know they are.
2: Another thing that Dr. Jennings has done is is to is to bring to the bring to the faculty the concept of, of the Dr. Dweck, Carol Dweck. Uh, came up with, she's she's from out in California, Uh, but she came up with an idea of, it's called the growth mindset. And it's a recognition that failure is a way of learning. And so she came up with the kind, she came up with the slogan, I can't do that yet. Adding that word yet. I can't do that yet. I can't do math yet. I can't do English yet. And so it turns around the way people look at failure and, and, and students realize that, hey, when you, miss a, when you miss a question, you learn from it. And so we go on and we, we, get, we get better and we learn, we learn more. Well, thank you like so much outlook. for being here. What a great outlook.
0: Well, we'll have new episodes every Monday, and you can find KTBS Education Checkup wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Thank you.